talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. All right, 520 here in the Kiva on a Monday afternoon, 43 days away from the election on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. Uh, Eddie, you're absolutely right when you say that the Constitution is at stake this election. Thank you for speaking the truth about the Supreme Court and about how Mitch McConnell understands this access of power in Washington. Don't stop telling you like it is. You, Dad, and Rudy are amazing and have my full support. I bless you and the Kiva, and God bless the USA. More texts. Amen, brother. I hope they selects the Cuban lady from Florida. Please, please, please. What will the left-wing media do with that one? Uh, Eddie Frank Murkowski was a swamp creature, terrible on policy, run by his staffers. Heard him in person at Fairbanks Memorial during a Hillary Care push. Couldn't answer my any questions. Looked to his staffers. She must be supported by the AKGOP establishment. Uh, Brian texts in, 20 ways to become a great radio presenter. Never be boring. Who wants to listen to a boring person, Eddie? The number one secret to becoming a great radio presenter is to have a unique voice and perspective that sets you apart from the crowd. There's enough mediocrity in the world, and you shouldn't be happy settling for being just another radio presenter. Best radio presenters can make even the most boring topics interesting through just their enthusiasm and ability to offer a new perspective. Wear your passions in your sleeve and have fun with what you're doing, and your audience should have fun, too. I, was, I don't know. That didn't come from Rush, so I'm kind of uh, curious about about that one. Uh, someone sent me a sleepy uh, emoticon. I'm not sure what that's all about. Uh, by the way, I have now won that Albuquerque Journal uh, Radio Personality of the Year, and that's across all genres. Now, four years in a row, so uh, there you go, and... Uh, We'll tell you more about that stuff next week. Eddie, well, that wasn't long. The Trump sign is gone. Put it out there. My fiance mentioned he saw a video floating around but can't find one now. Yeah, in fact, I actually shared that video of uh, the guy in the Mitsubishi Eclipse destroying a Trump sign with a machete. So that's something that uh, should definitely uh, uh, go and uh, take a look. Yeah, they're the nutsos. <laughs> the nut jobs are out there. Uh, Donald Trump sent me a debate invitation unclaimed. He wants me to be there when he debates Joe Biden. He's activated in your personal double entry for one hour. Wow. There we go. Well, you might go, sir, but Biden might not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going. Uh, we'll be presenting uh, as the uh, uh, very rude uh, guy uh, said for us. So I guess I'm just presenting information. Uh, what am I supposed to say? Uh, I, logic, uh, critical thinking, understanding, and uh, leveling that out so that people won't get so worked up about what's going on here. Don't go trying to set fires to anything. Don't go creating riots in the streets. Not going to make things no better. No reason to be violent at this point. You know, this is at the end of your broadcast last week, gentlemen. Uh, both of you guys were suggesting about how bad it's going to be. I'm like, no, no, no. We got to remove that off the table because this is a democracy. We <laughs> this isn't a Pinochet's Chile <laughs> or you know Sendero Luminoso. We're not talking about third world countries, uh, folks. And if you're Chilean or Peruvian, uh, I'm sorry if you think I offended you by referring to you as the third world. Uh, Eddie, when Chuck Schumer told the president that the FBI had six ways from Sunday at getting back at him, the Dems already had everything set up that led to the Mueller investigation. Schumer knew that his words were well-laid threat and that they intended to and did keep. Now Nancy Pelosi has made a very similar threatening statement against the towards the president regarding the arrows in her quiver. Given by the DNC's history as our country was dragged directly from the Mueller investigation to the impeachment to a pandemic, I hope that President Trump and his staff act accordingly and treat Pelosi's words as a threat to our president, to our country, that it so clearly is. Uh, people should also pay attention to the fact that there was a, an assassination attempt thwarted, though um, um, completely unverified or unsubstantiated, but it was uh, stopped. Uh, Eddie, a large Trump sign at the Academy in Eubank up on Friday, 
and gone yesterday. They go out and they will destroy them all. Surprised uh, someone hasn't bashed in my window because I'd have a camera on you and I can't wait to splatter you all over the Internet. Uh, Eddie, if they can impeach during an election year, President Trump can appoint a Supreme Court. Mm. Suzanne, thank you very much. Oh, I love that. Cocaine Mitch plays for keep. That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Mitch McConnell as Scarface. Have you yeah, seen these memes? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. They're pretty funny. Um, you know, Frank, you're a cockroach. Don't don't sorry me on the Scarface stuff. Is there anything it. you want to practice? I would go practice those. Oh, Tony, uh, what are you saying, Tony? You're not what you don't know what I'm Lopez. saying. Lopez, Frank. Frank. <laughs> Whoever says you was a cop. <laughs> Quick story to encourage the listeners to vote in person, not absentee. Want to get my mail this morning from Saturday? Well, I was opening my box, which is a group box setting. I noticed a pile of envelopes on top of the mail station, which sits right on the street. In this pile were many mails, uh, pieces from different addresses just sitting on top of there since Saturday, I'm assuming. I think the mailman forgot he put them there. I hope none of the mail blew away. Mm-hmm. Hey, Eddie, bar from uh, the campaign. Well, I want to thank everyone who attended and volunteered our successful Community Day in Rio Communities. For Joshua A. Sanchez, we look forward to hosting more of these throughout Senate District 30. Thanks. Uh, that is awesome. Josh Sanchez, you hear his uh, commercial here on our radio show. Uh, Joe's Ho will run the show. Hilarious. <laughs> What? Gardening tool? Hello? I can say it. 550-5500. Okay, let's talk about Supreme Court and the Constitution. All right? You need to understand that there's been conflicting information. Back in 2016, remember Merrick Garland, President Biden, or excuse me, then Vice President Biden, served as chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee during uh, Bush's final year in office, said, I made it absolutely clear that I would go forward with the confirmation process as chairman even a few months before a presidential election. Those are Biden's words. Now he's going to go ahead and stop going forward with it because it's convenient for him. He doesn't even know he wants to nominate, so why would he want to stop it in the first place? In 2018, Lindsey Graham, the current chairman of the Judiciary Committee, promised to hold open Supreme Court vacancy during the final year of President Trump's term, a pledge he abandoned just last year. So here you go, flip-flopping on Biden and Graham, and here's what you need to understand. It's a clear constitutional standard. The president has the constitutional authority to appoint a nominee when a vacancy arises, and the Senate has the constitutional authority to confirm or block that nominee with or without an up-and-down vote. That is the truth of the matter. You cannot change it, even RBG agreed with that, believe it or not, and she did not believe in stacking the courts. Now, RBG is a cult figure, folks. Ooh. Right? Did you, know there's de- did you know there's devotional candles? That was news to me. Huh? That was yeah, they got movies. Me. There's children's books. I've seen the children's books. The, t- the, the T-shirts. Do you know that RBG is one of the reasons I, I cut the cord on cable back in January? Tell me why. Uh, I think it was three television shows... Uh, I had seen her being portrayed. Uh, there was there was some uh, Halloween shows where some of the kids were dressed up as her. Young people, I'm sure, I'm sure most young girls, yeah, they really are, know who she really, is. Yeah, clued into her. And then there was uh, 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 I, w- I won't get into it because it was kind of like an off color humor on one show about a woman and what she wanted to do for her son involving the image of RBG. And it was like Hollywood was writing her into their scripts of sitcoms and dramas. Right, they were worshiping this woman so much it was sick. And I, I, that was one of the reasons I said, I'm done. I'm not paying any money to networks and cable anymore. I'm done, and I'm out. I went back to Rabbit Ears, and then the Rona came, and I put the Rabbit Ears away, and I haven't turned my TV on, Rudy, in months and months wow. and months. And I'm quite happy. I'm very happy. Very happy. So, uh, you know, that worship 
of a person in uh, RBG as these progressives falling into total hysteria, right? The threatening wars we've recapped. You might remember that they had this sort of same feeling for another uh, Jewish politician, Jewish activist, Bernie Sanders, right? A Bernie Sanders supporter went totally nuts, and he tried to assassinate a Republican congressman while they were practicing softball. And it wasn't just one, it was several folks. But she was a political, political operative. That's what she is. She is an activist. In fact, I would say and curse the very ground of RBG by saying that she might as well have been an Antifa member at this point because she pretty much advocated for the same types of things that Antifa is advocating for. Can I tell you the two things that I hate most about RBG? Please. <laughs> and they have nothing to do with her decisions. Um, she's... I have never found a Supreme Court decision that I agree with her on. She was wrong on everything. But two things stand out. Um, 2001, she's, she likes to go abroad and criticize her country like, like a lot of uh, mm. people who hate America. She was in Australia. Like Obama. Like Obama. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Clinton, I think, protested abroad. They, they were all big yep. about you know, being hip and uh, cosmopolitan and worldly. Yeah. Um, so she's, at a she's giving a speech in Australia uh, on the subject of judicial independence. Mm. Uh, and they asked her about assaults on judges from the political branches. Now, what some people might call assaults on judges, others might call just checks and balances on our you know, tripartite government. But anyway, so her comment was, uh, to illustrate her point, she singled out the current majority whip of the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, quote, one powerful member of the U.S. Congress, Tom DeLay, has advocated the impeachment of judges who render unpopular decisions that, in his view, do not follow the law. Mr. DeLay, who's not a lawyer, but I'm told an exterminator by profession. She said that about, you know, I'm no fan of Tom, Tom DeLay. He has some very ethical, you know, ethical issues. He had been an elected federal official since 1978. Basically, she's saying he's not qualified to comment on the law because he's an exterminator by profession. Yeah. And, but watch the, this is why Donald Trump is president. The today. tone is amazing. Watch the tone and watch the comment. He's not, she didn't say he's an exterminator by profession. I'm told He's an exterminator by profession. I would never look into this myself because Tom De DeLay is beneath contempt. He's the Republican majority leader of the U.S. House of Representatives. But my people tell me he's an exterminator by profession. And one of my favorite writers, uh, John Derbyshire, uh, wrote a really, really fascinating thing. Uh, the exchange illustrates two salient features in the United States today. First, that we are undergoing a slow drift toward a mandarization society run by an elite of law school graduates who will hold all non-legal occupations in more or less open contempt. And second, that resistance to that drift is alive and well, even in a lawyer-heavy U.S. Congress. Tom DeLay responded to her and said, I'm sure Justice Ginsburg does not believe that the judicial branch is above accountability. I reject Judge Ginsburg's assertion that I am not qualified to offer an opinion on problems within our justice system. I believe that average Americans, not just Ivy League lawyers, have both a right and an obligation to speak out when they see members of the judiciary overstepping the proper scope of the law. And you know, give Tom DeLay credit on that for, for lashing back at her. Tom DeLay was a street fighter. Uh, he wasn't taking that crap from even a, even a Supreme Court justice. Okay, Tom DeLay was not perfect, and he had some ethical issues. So uh, her contempt for people who uh, were exterminators, number one. Number two, this is the reason I think either she should have been impeached or she should have been brought before the Senate Judiciary and asked about this comment. So it's 2012. She's in Egypt, February 2012. They ask her about, we're writing our new, our new constitution. We've overthrown our dictator. We're going to set up a new government. You should certainly be aided by all the Constitution writing that has gone on since the end of World War II. I would not look to the U.S. Constitution if I were drafting a Constitution in the year 2012. 
I might look at the Constitution of South Africa. That was a deliberate attempt to have a fundamental instrument of government that embraced basic human rights, had an independent judiciary. It really is, I think, a great piece of work that was done. Much more recent than the U.S. Constitution. Canada has a Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It dates from 1982. You would almost certainly look at the European Convention on Human Rights. Yes, why not take advantage of what there is elsewhere in the world? This is a woman on the highest court in the land who swore an oath to the U.S. Constitution, basically saying, this old document in our country that I'm in charge of protecting, you really should ignore it completely. It has nothing to do with modern living. And, uh, folks, if, that's not, if that wasn't an impeachable statement, she certainly should have been brought before the, the Senate Judiciary Committee and asked, Justice Ginsburg, you seem to have contempt for the document that it is your job to protect and preserve. You want to respond to that? Um, those are the two things I despise most about this. And election. she also did that abroad. Because she did it abroad. Again, she again she did it abroad. As yes. somebody yes. who is representing our country yep. and at the highest uh, yep. levels of government. Yep. In fact, you can't yep. even consider that a level of government. It's beyond reproach. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. You, you suggested impeachment. But uh, nothing illegal never, about what she did, no, but, but, but contemptible. Let me, but, let me contemptible. Fi- but let me finish by, by saying that uh, there's no Supreme Court justice, I think, uh, in the last 150 years who has been impeached or removed uh, from office. So she really is going out as a, a glorified member of this country and to demean the very document, yes. as you pointed out, that she has yes. been appointed and approved to represent and suggest that there's something better, yep. I think uh, is reprehensible. That is uh, a beautiful uh, piece of research uh, there, Dow. 550, well, 50, yeah, 500. I'm glad you found just, that. You know, if she had said something like, well, you're a different country, you're a different culture, and I understand you're going to want to go your own way, but as a justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, I really think you should take a long, hard look at our Constitution. I consider it the most fundamental, fundamentally wise document uh, in all of government. Um, our Bill of Rights in particular is something you should look at. But of course, I recognize that you're a different culture, and it's not going to be a direct copy. That would be a rational thing to say, but to have utter contempt and to say, don't even look at our document. Which, I think she was there. She uh, not only, uh, you know, the death of RBG, uh, you know, being the death of her, but she wanted the death of, I think, our Constitution yeah. Yeah. to go along with it because she wanted to appoint her successor. Yes, and probably true. in this particular situation, given her contempt, and who knows whether or not she ever even met Donald Trump. I doubt she did. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, did she, she did not show up, I believe, for, could you look this up? Sure. Did she show up for uh, either of the uh, three of the president's um, State of the Union addresses? I would love to to know that answer. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts can't be trusted, right? Voted to save Obamacare, uh, also pushed forth DACA amnesty. So this is why it's so important to push forward a nomination of a conservative justice, okay? She skipped in 2018. There you go. To go to Rhode Island. Oh, okay, because Rhode Island was what? Exactly. Uh, she had a, she had a chat at Roger Williams University. Oh, okay, School that was somehow more important. Yeah. Okay, uh, it, it, despicable. Uh, she may as well have torn up the president's speech, as far as I'm concerned, which is exactly what Pelosi did uh, this year. Uh, folks, there's no constitutional crisis. You need to understand that. Donald Trump will nominate somebody. The Senate will vote. That will be it. Okay, we aren't going to go ahead and stack the courts. We aren't going to turn over this country. Okay, these people are completely and totally unhinged. These leftists, right? Just like the crazy right-wingers who thought that uh, Scalia was murder. Did you know that the Supreme Court has an approval rating of 60% plus? You know that people don't get worked up about the Supreme Court, but because it's 2020, people are going to be? You might remember that uh, Brett Kavanaugh 
has already been disappointing conservatives for the most part. He is kind of open borders. He ruled with the liberal bloc on immigration. But think about what was happening in the approval with Kamala Harris just two years ago. So this transformation of our country, and it used to be a country that was just, you know, hey, we're governed by these laws, we have our Constitution, we stand behind our Constitution. Republicans look at all of this from the standpoint of, well, is this person qualified? Where do they go to school? Do they, what, do, what do liberals want in their justices? Think about at the very beginning of Hour 1 when I was talking to you about Michelle Obama. This is who they want to submit as their Supreme Court nominee. Burn Congress down. Burn it all down. Why? Well, we want to go ahead and bring in Michelle Obama. Why? Well, she's a perfect representation of the Afro, did I say that uh, correct, Rudy? Yes. Afro-American yes. dream. Yes. Well, what is that? What does that even mean to anybody? She's the perfect embodiment of the African-American dream. Folks, we've got to stop playing this identity politics because this is what is killing this country. Because it's not equal treatment under the law. It's not equal preference under the law. It's, you know what, we'll do whatever's politically expedient and however we can capitalize so we can take power back, and that's why they play these identity politics games. Yes, Rudy, very quickly. I've just been wondering, uh, two years ago, it was Vice President Obama, I'm sorry, Vice President uh, Biden, who said, what a wonderful, one of the smartest jurists, uh, 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 people that could be nominated to the court was Merrick Garland. Why isn't he on the list this year? Why would he be? Well, because he's one of the most brilliant jurists ever in the United States. So, again, if you have the chance, I mean, if you have to come up with a list. Oh, so you're saying with yeah. uh, Biden, why wouldn't yeah. he just uh, resubmit to Merrick Garland? Well, that would be the, the logical thing, because it would be do whatever the Obamas tell me to do. <laughs> uh, Obama's, uh, Michelle Obama's best position to symbolize, symbolize the Africa, uh, Afro-American promise. Moreover, she brings insight as a black woman of dark complexion who struggled to be confident in a society that values and that values whiteness and lightness. So if she were a light-skinned black right. woman, that would have been not. She wouldn't be no, disqualified. No, she needs to be a dark-complexed. Dark okay. Yeah, dark, dark-skinned. Now, do we measure that against like like swatches or something? I mean, like that would be a good. Like, what degree of black is she? Right. You know how how black is that? That's that's really where is she like they Langston go. Black or Halle Berry Black. Like, there's a whole Langston range. Black is pretty black. Langston's pretty black. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Wesley it, Snipes is very black. Yeah. yeah. Halle Berry's not very. Black. I guess you, yeah, you could go with a, you know, Langston Bowens, but okay. not, not with a uh, Halle Berry. Okay. I'm, I'm just that, trying to figure. I'm just asking questions. Or it could be Michael Jackson. Well, <laughs> well, that's a sandblasted skin. So, so here, here we are. We're at this point, and let's just wrap up our Supreme Court coverage here because we need to tell you why the Democrats want Joe Biden gone. The Democrats will not be able to block Donald Trump's nominee. It won't happen. It's impossible at this point. Their choices are twofold. Try to impeach Trump or burn the whole entire thing down. That's what the Democrats are backed up against the wall doing. Okay? These columnists have gone out on a limb and suggested such a thing. The activists, the people who create these Hollywood stories, they've, they've done it. Jerry, uh, Chair Jerry Nadler endorsed the idea of packing the court. That'll never happen, so that's not a strategy, by the way, just so you know. All of this will undermine and destroy the Constitution, folks. Whatever is an impediment 
to prevent our nominee from getting through will destroy the Constitution. And if they get it done and we don't push hard enough here, trust me, this country is over. Period. The end. There is no United States of America if the Democrats get their way. You need to understand that. Whatever they choose to do, it is not going to support the fabric of this country. And 250 years in 2026, when we're celebrating our 250th anniversary of this country, we will not have a United States. I think I'm fair to say it. Democrats are the ones who created this. You might remember they uh, got they put in the nuclear option. They abolished the filibuster. Do you remember that? Uh, yep. What was that guy's name from Nevada? Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Tried to get me off the air in 1998 in Las Vegas. <laughs> Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has been able to confirm a lot of judges this way. And we can get it done yet again. They thought they had a permanent majority, folks. That's what they're angry about. They're upset. They thought once they got Obama elected, then it was going to be Hillary, then it was going to be the next Democrat, then it's going to be the next Democrat. And they still have not figured out that they got beat with a politician who wasn't a politician, who never got elected. They're just upset about Trump because that man will truly drain the swamp. You need to understand that because they don't understand that. They don't understand the reality that they lost in 2016. So what are they going to relitigate 2016? Biden's already put forth what? He has a committee to understand the results of the 2020 election. There's no end to the madness of the Democrats. But I can tell you there will be an end to the Democrats. But only if and if we don't abdicate power and only if we push that nomination through. There should not be a delay and it's all hands on deck. And by the way, folks, if you haven't been flying those Trump stickers, now's the time to go ahead and strap them on. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I know you feel that way, right, Rudy? I want to, yep. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to put on that new car, Rudy. What do you think? I think, I think yes. Okay, good. All right. I'm going to put, uh, go strap a, a, a Trump sticker on Ruby's new car. And on the right side, the uh, shield for uh, Rock of Talk. There you go. 542, back and forth.